1: I, I, we had a really interesting question while we were not talking about football in the bit, which if you're listening to, you won't have heard. Lucky you. Uh, from uh, Aditwa Pabuwal, apologies if I pronounced that incorrectly, but great comment. Thank you. He he or she asked, "Is a two four five defense just doomed for failure? What other teams that stopped the run also run this defense?" So, uh, when when you say a two four five. Like every team in the NFL right now runs uh, four-two looking structure, right? Like that's the predominant structure. It's mainly an over front because you put your uh, the B gap bubble um, away from where the running back is usually. Uh, you put the the three technique to the strength, so then more you know it's taking away most of the the most dangerous runs, right? But in terms of personnel, I think there's a discussion to be had and I think we've already seen it this season in Seattle and obviously we need to go back and watch the tape from this past game. But I, I, I've I, just been thinking, like, they they moved to this defence and who was it who was saying to me? Someone was saying that Pete was always thinking, like, it's five, ten years ahead. Like, And in terms of the move to this defence, though, this is almost like it's in terms of the cycle of the NFL, like it's almost a bit, it's, it's sort of wrong because suddenly teams are running the ball a, a bit more. There's, uh you know, more of a, a growing gap run scheme to run on these kind of fronts and the two high looks. Uh, so in terms of the cycle, I think they may have been caught out, but, you know, we have to see. Talent would help. Um, but also the bigger thing about uh, your question, Aditwa, is with the two four five like, that's, you know, four linebackers, right? That's why we've put two for five. So it's two outside linebacker types. Like, they are lighter for the edge. And so if you look at the great the great defenses in the NFL at the moment, like uh, Buffalo, uh, New York, Jets, um, the 49ers, they have more kind of defensive ends on the, on the edge, like four down defensive end types who are a bit bigger and a bit more stout, and I, and they can play more aggressively upfield and penetrating style. Like the 49ers, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, they can just sit and they can cheat to pass coverage a lot of the time because that front just flies up the field and they penetrate. Now, that's a different start to what Seattle's doing, but the fact that Seattle's asking these Lighter bodies to set the edge. The fact Bruce Irvin's out there, thirty-five-year-old Bruce Irving's playing the majority of the snaps because they don't sit, they don't trust Dowell Taylor. And positive today, he had a great speed rush sack, but they don't trust Dowell Taylor to set the edge. That ain't how they envisioned it. Like Euchenna Nwosu is still a lighter body. Like he he sets the edge okay. He gets upfield fast, but he's still a lighter body. So yeah, I, I'm sort of waffling, but. I think that's something to monitor of, like, you know, this, um, the whole, whole Fangio, Staley, um, that kind of defense was very, very trendy. But I think, um, yeah, the, the the cycle has adapted on offense a bit, um, which happens, uh, but also I think Seattle personnel-wise, perhaps lacking some some of the, the kind of big dude bodies to set the edge. And then, finally, they're... Their defense being year one, they, they seem to lack like the additional calls, like the layers to, to it at times. Like, you know, third and 10 run today, very early in the game. First, third down, they gave up. They The Panthers come out in a two back look. So you should not just sit and let, I don't know what, it was a too high, like, pass first coverage. A bit like when they gave up that touchdown against the Lions. And everyone was like, what on earth was that run fit? And it's yeah. like, well, I think the Lions' one was egregious because it was second down. But anyway, this was this was like, well, okay, you can call in a pass coverage, but if they, but then what you'd usually do, and the, the Seahawks, trust me, they know this. Like this is not revolutionary. If they come out in the two back, look, oh, we'll we we'll leave maybe we have a check where we we check into a, a more run focused idea, or we do something up front like uh, uh we stunt. Uh, some defensive linemen to help cheat the math a bit but they just they just rushed upfield and played like they just got round run on and i know Griff, that's something i mean do you have any thoughts on what i've said and i know that's something that in terms of the lack of uh additional layers that you, we've already talked about tonight but yeah, i mean
2: uh, i i think you covered it i i do think that the biggest consideration when talking about fitting the run from two four five is are you one high or two high which means are you capped out or in the box or are you out capped in the box um i mean they've had a lot of good moments in that look from one high this year i mean just last week against the rams um they defended the run really well from that and all the damage was done on the perimeter um for with receiver runs and corners getting blocked but it had nothing to do with what went on inside inside the tackle box really so um yeah. I mean, a lot of it is philosophical. Like the, this whole thing they talked about in the off season was getting more aggressive. It's an aggressive front, but not if you're getting run on it, it looks soft, you know? So you're kind of toying with the, the semantics of the word soft and aggressive there also, but um, it's, it's defense is all robbing Peter to pay Paul and they have, you know, it's a pyramid scheme is what we're watching unfold uh but i mean this, this also isn't new to carol the difference is that they have michael bennett be one of those defense events like what you said uh maddie um, uh, with the personnel you know it being you've got outside linebackers like this is you. and
1: and a hey, you know the other difference they what? they ran a four to five but put camp chancellor in the box they, mm. they they cheated the right. whole equation because Cam was playing in the interior in on in an interior gap, right? And then you had and, a KJ Wright who could, you know, zone cover with with the best of them out of the out of the you know in the flat away from the nickel.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um. So, like right now, it's just like I would take I would take. The four defensive tackles they have right now, I would take those four over Kevin Williams and Tony McDaniel. And who else do they have? Those here, Dobbs, David King in 2015. And they had when they ran this front and they had like a top five run defense. Hold um, on, did we just get a David King name drop on the show? Yeah, bro? man, because that's who their <laughs> defensive tackle was in 2015. Yeah, um, But, I mean, Michael Bennett makes a huge difference. He can close off the bubble, you know, the side of the nose tackle, you know. And he and had like and, and
1: penetrating style where he'd, he'd take his shots as well.
2: And he knew when to do it. Like, just unreal... But see, the other thing is like you said, they were gapped out the whole time. And the results when they've been in one high four down has actually been a lot better than I think most would think it would be. But it's the second they drop out of it, they just they look like they're they just look like they're playing like third and twenty, is is how it feels. Um mm-hmm. they, they just for can't me as well. It.
1: I, I really do want to stress, like uh, I, I said it already, but they did play their fair share of like the bear One high, they should have been gapped out. They should have had the right bodies. Yeah,
2: no, they did. And as
1: soon as Woods got out, they just got gashed. They got absolutely bullied. And what was especially embarrassing was that um, was it the third quarter drive? The, The they just ran this. The Panthers ran the same run, guard tackle wrap with an orbit motion, like six times down the field no that was a, with, that was in
2: the fourth uh, quarter that was the drive that they scored on right yeah yeah it just, yeah, yeah, it just yeah.
1: It, embarrassing just embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. and again okay the players need to execute against that better okay just because our woods and shelby harris is out that doesn't mean it all just goes to absolute crap mm. you have to like i just don't understand how you don't have an answer like they skip like Play calling wise, that's embarrassing. Like that that is straight up and Clint Hurt will be upset about that. Like <laughs> you you would be. Like it, yeah. it's it's like you don't have an answer for it. What's what's um, so funny
2: is by the end of last year, they had they had a very clear formula of calls and situational calls yeah. and tools and and you know a phrasing that kept getting thrown around was oh this vanilla scheme it was anything but vanilla last year
1: they ran so much stuff
2: even even when they were good the first that four month stretch this year from week six to nine six seven eight nine four games they were very vanilla that's what we said and we we said it then
1: we were like um is there gonna be and and i know i even tried to uh I, I like. I even tried to find like. Oh, I, I feel like it's coming together a bit. I feel like they're yeah, knitting it together. Yeah, we, we did. We did um, try to force it, and it, it's not quite not. So, like, how would Ken have uh, dealt with that? Well, he'd have fire zoned more. He'd have moved the front more, um, and it th- and that's like in in what I've just said. That's like three or f- six more different calls, right? Um, and it's proactive, and it's it's not
2: being it, also. Also, the corner and the fit problems, which is like probably responsible for, what, a third of the the rushing yards they've seen the last two weeks? He would be inverting the coverage so that Tariq Olin would be deep and then you have the safety down be that guy who has to be the edge of the defense on those duo runs. He would have, whether it works or not, he would have a schematic answer for everything.
1: Yeah. And today, you know what else we saw today? We saw a before Taylor sack, especially, but we saw a pass rush struggling against uh, play action and against deeper dropbacks. And lo and behold, what happened? Oh, it's thrown to the flat. And I mean, I know you shared some interesting numbers uh, earlier in the season, Griff, about you know where the throws are going and you know wh- where it's being caught. But what killed Ken was they didn't have the pass rush to effectively you know send four um, and remove that ability to drain out the flat look off deep and then check it down to the flat and it was three yardage for guys and we saw the same issues here like so
2: yeah so before we hop off <clears throat> let's go a little broader here
1: Oh, we yeah. want to go broader than that.
2: <laughs> let's get let's get really broad here. Yeah. I
1: felt that was pretty broad time. We uh, went back uh, to uh, Ken Norton.
2: <laughs> well, this all ties into that. Okay. So
1: okay.
2: Assuming that this doesn't get fixed in any any sort of way over the next four weeks. Mm. They just cleaning house again this off season? Like, do, is that something that has to happen? I know we don't like to get you know they, toxic they just on here but no cleaning house like is like firing like, like firing is, pete or yeah no no not 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 pete no defensively defensively speaking clint hurt sean desai carl scott do those guys just do they have to go
1: i don't think you can i i i, I don't know i i feel like you've just wasted a year if you're going to do that you yeah, have to sort of build right. towards something with clint hurt you have to give him the benefit of the doubt um mm-hmm. it's kind of wild though because like and You know, Drift and I have said this like before, but it's kind of wild how when we watched like all of the stuff Ken was doing last year, you're like, oh, well, that's um, that's, like kind of like Fangio. So, like Clint Hurt must have had an influence on that. Um, This may, maybe a lot of this is Hurt driven. Right. But like all the kind of finer tweaks and tools and like layers and additions to the Carroll version of Barefront from like USC and even before that. All of that, which we saw last year, we have not seen this year. Now, maybe part of that's having a young defense, but, like, they're not young up front. And Jordan Brooks is a vet now, and Cody Barton's also a vet. Like, it's Mm. not that deep. Like, I don't understand why there isn't more. Um, And so then it makes you wonder, well, was that Pete knowing how to... And this is another question... Was that Pete Carroll knowing how to fix his and and how to layer up his language and his system, which was from what we understand, from what we know, that was the same dialect, the same uh, vocabulary that he'd used forever. Like it's Kiffin language, it's all Kiffin structured. It goes back as early as USC playbooks. It goes back, I think as early as when he was like with the 49ers. so now in 2022, is there? I again. I'd love to hear Carol ask this. It, you know, is there a barrier for him to to tweak things because you know it's how do you make it? How do you tweak it in this system? Yeah, he knows football, and they all they all know football. But like, I don't know. I, I do wonder because we haven't seen the tweaks that you know existed last year, the the different calls, and maybe maybe you know that that's part of the. The barrier i don't know griff is that
2: no that, that's that's a really important element here because yeah i mean like kind of a hidden a, a hidden element of football when i when we talk about scheme and stuff or not just like you know rules it's nomenclature and it's how you structure yourself and organize yourself like the logistics of how you call things on the field and like you know instituting checks and stuff like is there a barrier to having a check available based off of literally your your like the taxonomy that you create and stuff yeah um um so i don't know i don't know uh i i if there are coaching changes i wonder like if sh- say Sean Desai i feel like what the, the reason why it changed the most was because of like language-wise, Sean Desai came. If Sean Desai gets either hired away, which I don't think it would happen based off the results of the season, or say let go, which I don't know if that will happen either. But if he did, how would the language change? Um, But I agree though that at least firing hurt, I don't think that would solve anything. Um, You know, and ultimately whatever changes Pete wants to see to the actual defense itself, he can make. Ultimately, he can tell them, no, you're doing this. We're doing this and you need to find a way to fulfill my mandate or my directive. Um, but, you know, I mean, at the same time, it's very clear that even though there is a collective structure that we can, you know, attribute to Carol, the, we can also parse through, you know, compare and contrast what the DC brings and what they don't bring. And this is very much like Hurt's take on the whole thing and Desai's take on the whole thing Um, and Carl Scott, you know. And, like, what Ken Norton Jr.'s take was was very clearly his take. So, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I I don't know if Desai will – like, it wouldn't surprise me if Desai just leaves because a lot of his ideas, like, from what we saw in Chicago, right, is – some of that we've seen seattle try to do and then they've ditched because like a lot of the size games in chicago they haven't been able to stop the run like <laughs> so and now that is like not me saying that the like the stuff they're doing now is not the that's not what decide was doing in chicago um well they ran They he was doing 245 but he was doing it from like real light like, box stuff like yeah. and so i think the fact that they've already kind of gone back on that and they haven't they maybe he'd have viewed this as a year to like see it through and actually get good at it but they haven't done that so um if i were in decide shoes i'd probably be a bit disheartened and be like well this isn't the way that i see football and so how fulfilling is that for you you know why why does he coach what what's he trying to get out of it all interesting uh, questions and i think you know, if he leaves, that would be the reason I'd attribute to that. I don't necessarily think, yeah, like drifted said, I don't think he'll get fired away but um, or hired away, sorry. And, you know, I don't think they'd fire him because it's uh, it's like Hurts guy, but maybe a mutual, um, you know, parting of ways that could be in, on the cards. And he, I'm not trying to scapegoat, again, the issues now aren't anything to do well, they're partially to do with him because he is on the coaching staff but it's not like the size come in and going oh this is this is the uh, the thing guys and that's the reason no that's that's not what's going on